All right, every man don't like to admit to manscaping. I don't like to admit to manscaping. Very seldomly do I manscape. But I have every now and again. It's not, you know, the type of sport that I get that I get going all the time. But this 2019, ever so often, I like to make sure that down south ain't looking like the 1970s. So I do what I got to do. But I'm going somewhere with this. And you might think this is TMI, but I don't think this is TMI because we all family. And I trust you. I don't believe that this will leave this room between me and you. My ears and your ears only. All right, we got that out the way. So, sometimes you want to fix yourself up. Especially if you believe one day, one day in your future, you might be getting busy and you want to make sure that when you present that meal to your lady, when you present that meal to your man, ladies, when you present that meal to the person who's going to be partaking, you want it to look like something. I mean, you ain't got to shape it up and fade it, you know, make sure you keep the sideburns, all that other stuff. You know, put some waves on and look, testicle do-rag. You ain't got to do all that. But you do cut it down every now and again. Number two guard, one guard, or even go bald if you want. I don't know. Some people wax. Do what you want. I'm just saying, just make sure it look nice, especially if you plan on getting busy, getting lucky in your near future. Even if you're not going to get lucky, you want to be prepared. You know what I mean? Prepare for the best. But when you cut it down, here's the part that I don't like. When it grows back, it's irritating. The new hairs, the new growth is irritating. And sometimes it gets a little itchy scratchy. And you don't want to walk around, you know, like you got the, you know, crabs or ants in your pants. Sometimes you don't want to put your fingers down there and it scratch through your pants or nothing when it starts to get a little irritating. So you wiggle around a little bit. You wiggle around, you know, you try to hump your drawers. Hump your drawers. You know, that, that's called the self-scratch, the sneaky self-scratch. It don't happen often, but it does happen. But what you can do to circumvent that is put a little bit of moisturizer down there, a little bit of lotion, a little something, something. Don't put no Carol's Daughter down there. I'm talking about some, you know, regular lotion, regular moisturizer, you know, shea butters. Shea butter, baby. Something that won't mess up your clothes, though. Not too oily. Something that won't, you know, bleed through your pants. Not bleed through your pants. Uh, you know what I mean? But you know what I'm talking about. But when I come out the bathroom and I'm all fresh and smelling so clean, smelling all good and everything, and I'm putting lotion on my, you know, my arms, my legs in the morning, getting ready for work. Sometimes my lady, my wife, I'm a married ass man, she's laying down and sometimes she fakes sleeping. She's looking at me through the corners of her eyes. Or when I turn around, she got her eyes wide open, looking at me, get ready for work. And she see me getting all lotioned up. How would it look? If she look at me and I'm all lotioning up my dangling in the morning, just mm, uh, just whining and grinding, willing and dealing. She looking at me like, okay, what the hell are you doing? Who in the hell are you lotioning up your dick for? 
I ain't got time for that type of drama. I don't feel like it. I don't want to get in trouble for something I ain't doing. So to prevent that, I, I go ahead and uh, instead of putting on the lotion in front of her, I put a squirt, squirt, put a little bit in my hand. You know, once I'm all dressed and everything, once I'm looking all good, got all my phone in my pocket, my wallet, all this other stuff, my keys. And when I go give her a kiss, I tell her to have a good day. You know, I got my palm behind my hand with my lotion. You know, the little bit of lotion I squirt, squirt in there. I'm tell you what I'm using for in a minute. I squirt, squirt the lotion I got behind my, behind my back. Make sure she don't see it. I give her a kiss, tell her have a good day. Call me when you get to work. You know, the same thing I say every day. And then when I leave, you know, I make sure that I'm in a private space. Where ain't can nobody see me. Look around, look up, look down. And then I go ahead and take that lotion and I wipe my private part, that area that I just now manscaped probably like two weeks ago and all the new hairs are growing back and they irritating AF. They starting to irritate my soul a little bit. Only way to fix that is to cut it back bald or cut it down some more or to wait until it just grows some more like another week and a half and then it'll stop. But nah, right now I need I need to go ahead and make sure it's not going to be irritating me while I'm driving to work or while I'm at work. I don't need to be scratching nothing because I ain't got nothing. So I go ahead and put it on there. And of course I wash my hands. I ain't nasty. And I do that because I, I realize it actually works. And just that extra moisture down there. Again, this ain't TMI. We're family. And I believe that this won't leave the room. Between my ears and yours. And it actually works. So when you manscape, and you should manscape, and ladies, you should take care of that region just in case somebody is at, you know, bay is thinking about, you know, taking care of you or doing something to you. And you want to present them with something that's visually and optically pleasing. Optically? Is that right? Something that look good. You want to make sure it look good. Again, you ain't got to hook up no waves down there, no curler irons, no braids, definitely no, no lace fronts or nothing. Just nice and neat. No need for a shape up. Just make it look pretty. Do your thing. And that's my share for today. All right? All right. Welcome. This is Van with likes, follows, and retweets. Sit back and enjoy. We're about to have a little bit of fun. Feel me. I got a problem with y'all. Somebody then slid another daggone baby, a funny looking baby, onto the internet. This baby look black and Asian it's a girl it has a George Jefferson haircut and it's a baby baby beautiful skin it's a it's actually a, a, oh my gracious 
And the baby, I think, has a mustache. Does the baby have a mustache? Let me look. Hold on one second. Let me see. I think the baby got a mustache. The baby got a daggone mustache, man. It looks like the baby got a mustache. All I'm going to say is, why people keep on putting pictures of their babies that's, that's facially challenged on the internet? I don't get it. This week was pretty productive on Facebook. That's where I get most of my content. Most of my content, most of my thoughts. Sometimes I ask podcast questions. Sometimes I just come up with a thought that's not necessarily politically correct or not necessarily Christian or just nasty or it's just outright rude. But I come up with these thoughts. I don't I don't believe. I believe that I was I'm I'm a man made in God's image. And my thoughts are not my own. That's what I believe. I believe that the thoughts that I get are manifested. They are given to me by God. So whatever I put out there on the internet, I believe that because I am this unique creature, this unique being that God made me to be, God made me to be, God made me to be, that anything that comes forth from my lips, and especially since I don't say anything to hurt feelings, I don't say anything to try to get up under anybody's skin, well, yeah, I do. That's a lie. <laughs> Sometimes I just feel like arguing for the sake of going back and forth, you know, testing your verbal, your vocal, I mean, your, 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 your vocabulary, testing that game out, seeing how quick I am on my feet. I'm getting older. Got to start playing little mind games with myself because that's at a certain age, you know, dementia starts setting in if you don't train your brain to be sharp. You know what I mean? I don't want none of that. I don't want no parts of dementia. But yeah, um, so I put these thoughts on the internet and these questions on the internet and people partake and and we enjoy ourselves in friendly banter, back and forth conversation, which is phenomenal. Um, And um, one thing that I like to, um, I guess, discuss with y'all right now is a post that I put on the internet, I put this on Facebook. And what I basically was saying was, and it reads, at my funeral, slide a condom into my slacks. Cause my vows say till death do us part. And I'm talking about my marriage. So I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be in heaven living my best afterlife. Now, I don't know how that came across to some people. Probably came across to some people as disrespectful. I don't know. It was uh, probably my most popular post um, within last week. Yeah, it was probably my most popular post within last week. I'm not going to read to you everything everybody was saying. You got a bunch of comments. It was pretty cool. But basically, the reason why I was saying that is because... Uh, well, I just felt like saying it. I, I don't believe that I want to get there heaven and start smashing a whole bunch of different people because, oh, I'm dead. You know, that breaks the decree, the marriage decree. I'm no longer married. I can go to heaven and get some head. Nah, I didn't believe that at all. That's not how I think. Ain't nobody. It's the people in heaven getting head. I don't know. 
But that's the one thing that I want to discuss with y'all. Because heaven, if heaven, if heaven is this awesome, amazing, wonderful place where there's no pain and there's no suffering, it's just beautiful and it's lovely. Well, one thing I'm going to try to take over there or one thing I believe is still going on there has to be the best thing that's going on here on earth, which is sexual relations. Right. So I'm thinking that some sex will be going on in heaven. Why not? Why not? Because, you know, that makes you feel good. It makes people feel so good. That they selling it and buying it. It makes people feel so good to get them some good old sex. That whole marriages are being broken up. Unfortunately, it makes people feel so good that people are out here taking it from people. That's how good sex is. The before, the during, and the after. Sex is just amazing. Say it with me. Sex is amazing. Again, this ain't TMI because we family. So I put that out there because I'm thinking that when you go to when you go to heaven, because that's the ultimate goal. When you die, you don't want to go into go to that hot place that's going to always be, you know, 15 million times hotter than summer in Florida. You want to go to that place, that land of milk and honey, where it's always beautiful. And everyone's looking amazing. It's, it's a party. Fam, what's going on, boy? Man, hey, sorry you died, but I'm glad to see you. Woo! It's fun up here, man. Let me give you a drink. I don't know if it's going to be drinks there. I don't know if people are going to be getting ahead or giving ahead there. I don't know if it's going to be orgies there. I don't know if it's going to be, hey, I don't know if it's going to be drugs there. I doubt it's going to be drugs there. Because I, I, I doubt it's going to be drugs there. I don't know. I doubt it's going to be drugs there. But why wouldn't it be sex there? Adam and Eve, when they was put on this earth, they wasn't put on this earth to, 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 to not partake in sex. That was one of the blessings that they was able and was told to partake in. Like, this is for you. Matter of fact, it's so good. It's going to be so on point. And I'm just God talking to Adam and Eve that y'all ain't even got to wear clothes. Ain't no manscaping, though. It, you know, whatever Eve got, you know, that's all that's oh not child. And whatever Adam got, that's oh not child. I don't think he was circumcised, though. But um, but you, you feel what I'm saying? So that if that happened in the beginning before Eve decided to mess everything up. Because you know it's always the woman that got to test God. Well, I know I ain't got to be doing this, but I want an apple. I don't care. I want an apple. And if you love me, you'll go get me an apple. Of course, he, um, Adam feeling all confused and everything, and he does exactly what she she would want him to do because that's what men do. Although we the strongest one for some reason. We always end up under the thumb of a woman, but I'm going to come back to that later. So, I'm believing that when you go to heaven, you know, you're going to be able to partake in a little bit of... A little bit of that. And it's going to be good. 
Because what God makes is good. That's in the Bible. And God made sex. It ain't going to be no damn church up there. Ain't no way. No, I mean, of course, it's going to be praising God. Thank you, Lord. This, that, and the other. Because that's what they were supposed to do. And I mean, when, 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 when everything was first made. When heaven and earth was first made. And then we first, we put... Adam and Eve there to, to take dominion over every creature that was made. So everything was good. But now all of a sudden, it's bad to eat pork. It's bad to eat beef. It's bad to eat chicken. She it's bad to eat um, vegetables that was sprayed by a chemical. People are so getting so organic. I don't, show me organic one damn time in the Bible and then I'm with you. Show me organic one time in the Quran and I'm with you. So I made the statement that, you know, I married my wife and I said till death do us part now since I'm dead and I've done our, our I've done us part by by dying. To me, technically, uh, I'm no longer married. So when I go to heaven. I can, you know, I can, if I, if I happen to walk by, you know, Aaliyah, if I happen to see Aaliyah in the streets, if I catch her in the streets, catch her slipping, set trip and walk up to her, you know what I mean? I ain't seen you in a minute. You still look like back in the day when you was running things. First Beyonce. You was my first Beyonce. You know what I mean? Something might pop off and, you know, the Lord might say, I bless of thee. Go ahead and hit of thine. And then it's on and popping. But since I don't know how long Aaliyah been there, you know, I want somebody to slide some condoms in my pocket because I want to protect myself. Now, they saying, you know, ain't no such thing as diseases in heaven. So what you need the condoms for? And one of my smarter, you know, super intelligent uh, friends, Ja Constantine, was like, well, if someone does get AIDS inside of uh, heaven after having sex with you, then you was the one that gave it to him because you brought it there. Okay, let's step away from all the diseases and everything. And let's say I don't need no condoms. And let's say that I am still married. What, I got to wait until my wife die before I get me some hussy? I got to wait till she come up there to glory before I can, you know, celebrate? What about the people who are not married? About the people who are single just walking around? Or are we all just going to be floating up in the sky like... Angels smiling and playing saxophones and xylophones and tambourines, trumpets, drums, just making a joyful noise all day on day. Because if that's the case, you know, and I don't mean no harm, for due respect. You know, when you say with all due respect or I don't mean no harm, what you're basically about to say after that is going to be a little disrespectful. 
and you kind of do means mom. If that's the case, that don't sound fun. Who wants to go to that party? Don't nobody want to go to that party. No, nobody want to live in their ever after like that because it won't be happily ever after, in, in my opinion. Unless our minds and our memory is completely wiped clean and those things are no longer important to us, we can care less about it, we're so new to it that we know nothing about lovemaking because we're in heaven now. Only thing we know is God, 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 spirit, spirit, spirit. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, haba, 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 haba. All that other stuff. We don't know nothing about, oh my God, when I get to heaven, you realize how many, I thought, you know, I was told in the Quran that I was going to be blessed with 30 virgins. Going to be so much lunch meat up there. Woo-hoo. Shit. But I just thought it was going to be a fun thing to talk about. But of course, people like to go too far and start talking about, well, if you're going to heaven, then ain't going to be no need for no condoms because ain't going to be no sex no way. And if you're going up there for the sex, then you might as well just go to hell. Ain't nobody say that, but you know what I mean. You know what I mean? How's everybody doing out there? You know, this is the time that um, everybody's, everybody got their youth that have graduated and are looking to go to college within the next year or so. They're taking them to colleges and um, having them go on tours and getting as much information as possible and trying to make sure that they keep their grades on point so they get some scholarships and some grants and that they write some letters and blah, 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 blah. You know what? To me, at some point, This is starting to look a little bit like a money grab, just to me. But that's what happens when you live in this society, when you live in this world a little little long, things start to look a little suspect to you. They do, they start to look a little suspect because it's like, okay, first off, and I I believe, and I'm a big respecter of, um, of, of, of educators. Of teachers, I understand that an organization, in order to make somebody um, more intelligent and get them prepared for their future and for their careers and whatnot, you have to pay them and you have to keep the building nice and clean and you have to keep all the facilities and utilities on point so they can have bathrooms and they can have cafeterias and they can have fresh water and they can have electricity and they can have nice solid structural um nice um solid foundations that they can you know go inside and learn comfortably and have something optically pleasing so that they can be in a clean area in a not so old and run down area that costs money so these colleges when they you know, say it's going to be $30,000 to come here. It's going to be $40,000 to come here. It's going to be 20000 9, 10, 14. In state, if you live in the state of Maryland, it's going to be 10000 But if you're from anywhere else outside of Maryland, it's going to be 20000 Okay. Even still, I see the benefit of that. Okay, you've been paying, your parents been paying taxes in this state. And you, you're... You're not going outside of the state. You're going to continue to stay here and make our school look better. So we're going to cut you a deal. Thing with that is schools start to realize that 
you know, like Maryland University, um, University of Maryland, um, that everybody wants to go here for our engineering program. And with D1 and all these sports, people come from all over the United States and even outside of the country to attend the University of Maryland. So you know what we gonna do? We only gonna take probably like 10% of applicants who live in the state of Maryland because we'll make more money if we accept more applicants who live on the outside of Maryland, who live in Delaware and who live in Virginia and who live in North Carolina, New York, Pennsylvania, Texas, California. And when that happens, what that does is the kids who are busting their ass in high school to keep a 3.5 or better, 3.0 or better, or who are fortunate enough to be in the, the elite and have that 4.0, 3.9, you know, them real high cumulative, you know, all four years in high school, I've been doing this. This is what I've been doing. And that little bastard have dreams of going to University of Maryland. And honestly, have checked off all of the boxes necessary to be accepted. I ain't even talking about receiving any scholarships, receiving any grants, just to be accepted. They have crossed off all of that. In the SATs, I did this. In the ACTs, I did that. Cumulative score. All throughout, the percentage is a 3.9. Boom. Top of my class. It should be cake. It should be a cakewalk. It should be easy to get into this college. Nope, because we are not under the same uh, comprehension that University of Maryland are when their board went into their meeting and said, well, look, bruh, uh, in-state, those in-state people, they're going to be paying like 19, but the out-state people, they're going to be paying like 35. Mm, come on. It's just not rocket science. How can we get more money? Well, we're going to get more money by giving all them opportunities to people outside the state. So now your one in a million becomes a lottery situation. Oh, sorry, we met our quota. We're not accepting them. So now you got to start looking at other schools. That's a blow right there. That's a blower. That's, 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 that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. And that happens in many schools. It happens in Howard University. It happens in, you know, um, uh, Morgan State. It happens to, it happens in a lot of colleges that have that, you know, in-state, out-of-state tuition, which is different. Now, Howard and Hampton, they can do that because they're private universities. They can charge whatever the hell they want. My only beef with that is, if you're going to charge those super high prices for somebody to attend your damn school, use that money to fix up your goddamn old ass building and make sure you always got some working water. Make sure you always have people in the offices, the administrators to answer phones, return phone calls to accept transcripts, all of those other things, respond to emails, something and not be so wishy-washy and just stand behind the whole HBCU moniker 
that we are better than a PWI because you are black and we got this black culture and we communicate different and we are live and we are the real deal. And when your kid come here, it won't be no other experience that they they can match anywhere else. Well, professionalism is something I'm trying to teach my kid. Are you teaching them that? Because you're showing them that by your administrators not answering the damn phones and by your utilities not working and by you not having enough rooms for the people that you accepted, that you are not on your game. So are you telling me that I should look past that just so they can attend an HBCU? Damn that. Damn that. Damn it, because when my kids, when my two oldest attended PWIs, everything was effing on point. Bedrooms, beautiful. Bathrooms, beautiful. Administration, on point. Making sure, matter of fact, they almost made it mandatory that they gave all of their students jobs while they was in school. Just all these little things. Grass always this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that you got to go outside your own people in order to receive those things. But, and I'm not saying that you can't receive those things in the HBCU, not saying it at all. What I am saying, though, is that when people want to attend or people want to consider your college, your university, you might want to have those things in order because it is an issue And it's not stuck on one school. It's not stuck on one school. God damn it, North Carolina A&T was just now trending on Twitter the other day. AT&T, I mean AT&T, A&T, what I say, North Carolina AT&T, North Carolina A&T was just um, um, trending on Twitter the other day because um, they didn't have enough rooms for their incoming freshmen. So you mean to tell me that you accepted all of our money and all of our applications and whatnot, but you're not ready to move my people in? What type of bull-ish is that? Money grab. Money grab. I can't sell you product that I don't have in in, in my possession. That's borderline fraud. In my opinion, that's borderline fraud. So, so it doesn't look like a, a money grab to other people who are actually in a position in journalism positions uh, where they can look into it and, and delve a little deeper and investigate. You might want to get your um, affairs in order so it stops coming off as f- fraudulent. Because nobody wants to put their children in that situation no that's not a that's not that's a lie that's a dirty dog lie right there because a lot of um people who have probably all through their family is we only attend hbcus in this family you know how hard we fought you know we've been through in this country you know what type of culture you're gonna get how you're gonna be prepared for this world if you attend an hbcu we are going to an HBCU. And then they start to overlook all of those things I just now mentioned. Damn that. If you are attending, and I'm talking to the people, to the parents who have children 
inspiring students for these universities. Um, if you have children who are thinking about attending these universities, demand more. Teach your children to demand more. Matter of fact, you as parents shall de should demand more. And I know you do, because that's why your, ch uh, why your child is at the point right now where they are qualified and quantified, immensely ready to take on the challenge of higher learning. And if they are, that shows me that you've already instilled in them the importance of what it takes to be prepared to have a great, comfortable future. If that is the case, you shouldn't accept anything that you wouldn't accept on a vacation when you go to vacation and they ain't got your room ready. You go to vacation and they got your room ready, but the bedroom, um, the bedroom is dirty or that little extra sofa in the, in the living room space when you fold it out, it got dirty, um, um, what you call it, covers and linings on it. No, you call downstairs and you get it fixed immediately. Matter of fact, if they don't, if they don't cross off all of your um, concerns and they don't address them immediately, you will tell your, tell your family, don't unpack anything. We are leaving. No matter what the cost, that's what you would do. Then why don't we do that when it comes to HBCUs? I don't get that at all. I don't get it at all. Yeah, it's going to be some problems here and there. Might have some rodents, might, you know, might look like this, might smell like that, might not have which got me and blah, blah, blah. A two-person room might have, you might have to have three people up in there with a cot for probably like a, a semester until they get things right. But, you know, that's the struggle. That's the struggle. Damn that. You didn't move to the suburbs so your children could struggle. You didn't send them to the nicest school possible so that your kids can struggle. I'm talking about when they was in high school and middle school and elementary. You didn't do that so they can struggle. You went out there and bust your ass so they wouldn't have to struggle. And now you about to go into debt so that they can struggle just so they can live the black excellence experience. Nah, that don't set well with me. That, that's, that's like an oxymoron. I don't get that at all. Makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. Sorry. Somebody please tell me different if I'm wrong. But just to pick back up, I got two older children who attend P who attend, who attended PWIs. My oldest, she just now graduated at the top of her class and she's doing great already out there in the real world. She's, she's doing her thing, adulting. I love it. And my oldest son, he's going into his junior year and he's at the top of his class. And he's been working full time at the school and going to school full time at the school and doing his thing, making friends. He's, doing, he's, he's preparing. He's comfortable right now. I know life ain't all about comfort. 
Maybe that struggle in college will help them prepare for the struggle in the real world. I don't know. I don't know how you try to rationalize it. I don't know how you try to look at it and try to, you know, say, okay, it's all parallel. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But I won't allow my children to get in that. I won't allow that at all. Nah, not mine. And neither should you. You shouldn't allow it either. At all. Demand more. Simple and pain. Demand more. And if you're going to demand more out of HBCUs, you should definitely demand way more out of a PWI. If I'm giving you my money, which is usually going to be a little higher than what I will be giving my own people, the HBCUs. Ho, ho, ho. Trust and believe. I'm going to be the most sadidious, bougiest. I need that. I want this. I want that. I want this. I want that. I need this. Or my child ain't going there. Need to understand, your children make these universities look better. When they get their rankings, oh, I'm number, we are number one nationally in engineering. And we are number three internationally. We are number five in the top black schools in America. They don't just get that by chance. They get that because of your children. That's why they want the um, want the best there. That's why they give up scholarships. All right, let me stop there. But let me say this right here. With the scholarships and with the grants, I think there's a whole lot of BS with that too. And that right there is another money grab. Why the hell should my income have anything to do with whether or not you're going to give my kid money to go to school? You got to be damn near dirt poor. For these people not to give you no money. It's a oh no 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 no. The household makes more than a hundred thousand dollars. We can't give out any grants. Mm-mm, we can't give out any financial awards. That's not how this works. We are doing this for the people who don't have the money. Damn that! It costs a lot of money to go to school. Period. So you mean to tell me that people are being penalized? I'm being penalized for making money, for going out there in the real world and doing the right thing. Now I'm producing children that are going to do the exact thing that I'm doing. And they have earned by going to school every single day and producing and getting the highest grades possible to meet all of your qualifiers. Matter of fact, not only meet your qualifiers, but exceed your qualifiers that is deserving of some type of financial help. And you saying that they can't get it because their parents make too much money. Nah. I'm going to challenge you on that. I think that needs to um, that needs to change immediately. People always say, "Oh, there's grants out there. So many grants out there. You just got to look." Yeah. There's grants out there. Yeah, you just got to look. But also, you got to be broke to get them. Not necessarily broke. I ain't going to say you got to be broke. 
but you can't make a certain amount of money. If you make a certain amount of money, you're not getting them. And then if you make a certain amount of money, you got to be able to lie and swindle your way into those grants. I ain't about to lie on no forms and then sign them. That's a federal offense if it comes back to me. See, you always, y'all people always think that you're not going to be investigated, that you're not going to be caught, and that you're not going to be penalized. You're not going to be punished. That's BS. And then we go into 80, 100, even $50,000 worth of debt for our children to go to these schools. And that's, that's low. That's low, the numbers I just now named. For, these, for our children to go to these schools. And they're not even guaranteed to make that much when they leave. Because when they leave school and they get these careers, they're gonna have bills of their own. So paying off them debts will still be the responsibility of half the parent and half the student. And when they're gonna be able to pay them off, nobody knows. Money grab. Not saying not to look into those things, but it's a we should probably start doing much more of our due diligence before deciding to automatically dedicate our funds and our lives to these organizations. Do your due diligence. This is Van likes follows and retweets. I asked the question on Facebook. I said, and this was for the ladies, for my podcast questions. I said, ladies, out of all the men who shoot their shot at you, are they attached, meaning taken, or are they single? Do you know that 80% of the women who commented said that the dudes who shoot their shot at them most times are taken. Yep. So this means one of two things. This means that single men lack the confidence that taken men have. They lack the confidence that married men or engaged men or men with girlfriends have. Or y'all just aren't what these single men are looking for. Y'all either aren't on the level. Y'all don't look easy enough. Or because uh, the day of social media, their options aren't few anymore. And they don't have to settle as much as they used to. And you just ain't it. Of course, I don't want anybody taking offense to that. I'm just saying that's those are the things. Now, you would 
probably say, no, it's not. It's because of the, the taking men are just trifling and nasty and this and that, blah, 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 blah. And they, blah, blah, they disgusting and all this other stuff. All right. I give you that too. I give you that too. But we talking about the single men. Because if you're single, ladies, if you're single and single men aren't trying to holler at you, my question to you is why not? See, this the whole thing with somebody not trying to buy the whole cow. They just want, you know, a steak. You know, they just want a rib. They just want some milk. They just want some cheese from that cow. Because that's what the taking men want. They don't want the whole cow. They don't want the relationship. They hollering at you because there's something on your menu that they like. It's something on your menu that they prefer. It's something on your menu that they want just for a moment, but for a moment. That's what they want. They want something on your menu, but for a moment. They don't want the whole cow. The relationship, eh, nope, not interested. But that ass, though, <laughs> hey, let me get that. Let me holler at you right quick. Stop faking, man. Let me get, you know, some conversation out of you. Hey, Miss Lady, you cute. Let me see what's going on with you. Nah, they ain't doing that so that they can have a relationship with you. That's what a man would do if he's single. If he's single, that's what he would do. He would be hollering, he would be hollering at you for the sake of dating. Well, that's nah, 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 nah. That's a reach. That's a reach. And I do want a disclaimer. I, I, I do want to, you know, preface this whole thing. And I can't preface it because I already started talking. I'm already four minutes in because I will have to say that in the beginning. But um, I don't know a whole lot about single people. I've been married for the majority of my life. I've been in a relationship for the majority of my life and for the entirety of my adulthood. So don't be cussing me out, talking about you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Well, I will say this. Some single men, well, most single men too. I will probably, most single men, they just want to smash too. Most single men, when they when they hit up um they 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 reach out to married women. They reach out to engaged women. They reach out to single women. It's not for no relationship though. It's for relations. It's not for no relationship. It's just for relations. It's something on that menu that they want. Them lips look good. That ass look good. Them titties look good. Skin look good. You smell great. Your feet look awesome. The way you're wearing that sundress today is, that's on point. So just like you, most of these women are saying, the most people who holler at me are taken and attached already. Well, that's what they want. They just want something. They don't want you but they want something from you. That's not a bad thing either. Because if a single dude holler at you 
And he's on some, you know, waste their time 2020 type of situation. You're going to be blown as hell. You're going to waste all of your time. You're going to deny other opportunities from other people. Simply because you put all your eggs in that basket. You put all your hopes in that basket thinking that it can go somewhere that it's not going to go. Simply because, oh, you single? And he might have a kid or two, but he does his thing for the kid. He's, you know, he's responsible. He still have a great relationship with his, his daughter's parent or his son's parent, his son's mom. And he looks like everything that you, you want right now, you know, because you probably have kids, too. And he's like, wow, you know, he does his thing. Got a good career. Everything's looking up. Now, this single nigga didn't waste your time for the next eight months. With uh, He's he just like, man, look, I just, <sighs> I'm tired of all this running around. I'm tired of doing this, that, and the other. And you are the one for, looks at watch, six months. Would you prefer that? Not saying that it's a good thing that the guy who already has somebody is hollering at you because that's a complete waste of time. And with you being a woman, you have the right to say, nah, <laughs> too many fish in the sea. Way too many options. I'm not dealing with it. But that would be too much like, right? Because most of y'all bastards, y'all give it anyway. Y'all go ahead and holler back. I know you got somebody, but hey, eh. Uh, uh. Let's dance. Matter of fact, sometimes it make you feel sexier because he got somebody. And you're looking at his somebody and you're like, whoo. And, and she cute. Must be something about me. Uh, that makes one holler. Uh. Come on. Tell me I'm right. You, you already know I'm right. But that's the only reason why I asked that, though. And I wasn't asking that to judge anybody because I know life is life. People like what they like. People, people just like what they like. I'm going to read y'all one. One of the comments that I got. One of the comments I got from that because, you know, there's one lady named Kaya. You know, she, was, she, she gets pissed off. Now, she's a nice-looking young lady. But she said all of the dudes who try to holler at her are taken, engaged in a relationship, married or something. And I asked this question and she said this. She said, I guess they like what they see. And that's not being conceited or nothing. I'm just saying because men and women usually are initially Physically attracted to someone first. Because the, um, the physical attraction is with, you know, I saw them, they look good, I like it. All right? So at first, they're physically attracted. Then they shoot that shot. But it just irritates and frustrates me so bad that so many married men, married in all caps, married men, would even go there. Exclamation points. Boom, boom, boom. It's disgusting. Because just as I said in my post that day, I am not no side piece, nor side chick. 
and never will be. I'm way more than that. And I know my worth. Secondly, I asked this particular guy one day, why even be married if you're just going to cheat? And he said, I like what I like. Okay, I'm going to stop right there. He said, I like what I like. She said, I'm worth way more. Neither one of those people are wrong for saying what they say, but the married guy is tethered and tied to someone else. He's decreed and legally binded to someone else. And his whole world could be messed up if he effed that up. But they both are being honest to one another, right? She has a right to be disgusted. She has the right to be upset. And she has a right to feel like she is worth way more. My question is, what is it about you? What is it? Like, why do you only attract married men? Only married men? Only married men? Why only married men? I agree. She's a nice looking woman. Single dudes should see something more in her. They just do not. The question is why? I'm sure she feel good for being complimented. You know, you pretty, you cute, blah, blah, blah. But then she feels let down when she find out, whoa, you're doing all this and you're not even able to move any further because you're already tied to somebody. And that feels like, dude, you're wasting my effing time. Nobody likes to have their time wasted. I think that's the biggest takeaway from this. The fact that somebody is wasting her time. Not that they're married, but the fact that they're wasting their time. The fact they're wasting their time. And I have no issue with anybody who's up front with anybody from the beginning, no matter what type of situation they're in. The married men, the married women, the single women, the single men. If you tell somebody boom, 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 and they say no, 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 and you be like, all right, peace. That's called being an adult. That's called being an adult. And if you got an issue with them for that, you can't have an issue with an adult for being an adult. Because then that will say that all your shit is together. That you dot all your I's, you cross all your T's, which is not the case for most human beings, let alone adults. So to you, yeah, it's disgusting. It probably make you feel bad for him. Probably make you feel bad for his wife. Because like she went on, she went on further to say, one day she wants to be married. And if she knows that men are acting like this, it makes her not even want to be married. Because then she's going to be married to somebody who I'll like, let me holler, 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 let me holler. Nah, every man not out there like, let me holler, let me holler.
But since that's her experience, she's thinking that. So what you going to do for the rest of your life, you know, for companionship? What you going to do to, you know, get your thing off and get you some love? How you going to fix? How you going to satisfy that? You going to purchase something? You going to purchase somebody? But for a moment, a service here and there? Or are you going to start doing the hollering first? You're going to start shooting your own shot. Bow, 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 bow. Bow, bow, bow. Because a lot of people who already feel like they are there and they're arrived and they look a certain type of way and they have so much to offer, sometimes they don't get out there and do that. Do that which they would prefer somebody do to them who are available to continue to do it and do it together. So if you're tired of being hollered at by married men, get on your shit and go holler at some single men and get it popping. Next time that man come holler at you and he married or he taken, you won't even get disgusted with more upset. You'll just say, look, I'm taken, baby. I'm taken. Sorry. <laughs> you smile at him, hunch your shoulders. I'm good. That's called happily ever after. But I appreciate everybody for, uh, matter of fact, I appreciate everybody for, um, for answering that question. Because that's a serious question. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, it was dope, man. Uh, it was real dope. And like my girl Katrina Benson said, uh, what'd she say? Um, people who holler at her they know that she's married <laughs> because they're looking for a wife and she has all these wife qualities. So they try to holler at her, but she shoot them down. But she don't hold nothing to it. She's like, man, I feel I know what you're doing. You looking for a wife. So, of course, you're going to holler at me because I got all the qualities of a wife. Because at the end of the day, if you look at employment, Every employee want to work for a reputable company, a company that's well known, a company that got something to offer. People ain't breaking their necks to work for a company that's not going to provide them with the financial stability and the insurance. They don't want to come home every day smelling like chicken, fries. And then when you flip it, employers don't want to hire anybody who no one else wants. We want to hire the best of the best. If our company is in complete competition with Lockheed Martin and Lockheed Martin is interested in you, we coming at you, offering you everything we can offer you because we know that this other reputable company is interested in you. That's just my take. That's my piece. So maybe that's the case too. Maybe all these dudes are coming at you because you got all these qualities. Just not the qualities that a single person want. All right. That's my time. I'll see y'all on the next podcast. I appreciate y'all sitting with me. Look forward to talking to y'all next time. Much love. Van likes, follows, and retweets.
Later!